Hi, I'm Rajorshi Dash and you're listening to Queerness and Storytelling in India. Today I have with me writer and editor Dibojyoti Horma, who has published three volumes of poetry, the last being Book of Prayers for the Non-Believer and four books of translation, the last being I'm Your Poet, Selected Poems of Nilin Kumar, and two academic books besides numerous short stories and articles in journals. He was born in Assam and now lives in Delhi, where he works as a journalist and runs the independent publishing venture, Red River. Welcome, Dipujyoti, and thank you so much for giving me time. for this Thank interview. you for having me. I have been hearing so much about Red River for the last, I think, at least five years, if not more, um, mm. especially maybe either through uh, former colleagues like uh, Nitu Das, but also through uh, friends like Shamoita Sen. And every time I look at a book which has been published by Red River. I am fascinated by how it's packaged, like the the cover, uh, the images that are you know selected as a front page and back page, or the sketches within it. And of course, in some cases, uh, these are sketches by the poets themselves. But the and the way, the quality of the paper, you know, everything. So, how do you conceptualize a book as a you know a, the physical? aspect of the book as an entity that, you know, will be uh, received by mm. the consumer uh, because it's a, it's a poetry book. Um, mm. And I don't know if Red River has published anything except poetry, I'm not sure. But you have in several interviews and podcasts that I've seen on YouTube, you have emphasized on the fact that poetry readership is relatively not that small. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a small readership. So how do you package your books, including, let's say, something like uh, Witness, which came up mm. a year back or so, which is focused on dissent. So what, what strategies do you use? Uh, see, I will, I'm, let's talk about the designing aspect first. See, as you say, the uh, there are uh, like you know very few readers of poetry. So, uh, I mean, like you know, I'm not a businessman. Publishing is a business. That is for one thing. But I'm not a businessman, so I got into that because I like uh, poetry and then I like books as such. So there was a like fascination for like you know making books, in, uh, like you know not the selling aspect. So then like you know, I realized that okay, so since I'm not going there, so there, there's no point like you know me trying to get into something that I'm not good at, you know. And then there are so many like you know the market So the idea is to create. Uh, books which like you know the poets would be happy to have you know it's like you know a kind of a work of art the idea to create the, the books as a work of art so that when like you know somebody picks it up then they like you know uh, look at it and it, it remains there like you know which has like you know it is not an assembly line product because if you look at mainstream publishing, like you know, it's, it ha- it has to be an assembly line because they are selling like you know about thousand copies to thousand copies, so like you know there is a demand to do in a particular way. So like you know, we are printing uh, hundred copies, one fifty copies, so we can experiment, like you know, effort to experiment a bit. And then the, how it comes about, I don't know. It's it, uh, I'm not sure. It's it's uh, intuitive. Uh, then see. 
and also i prefer to work with the poet like you know what the poet wants and then every uh, every poet or every book demands its own kind of a is like you know, a book demands its own kind of a dress own kind of a get get up so what the what the what the poetry book suits for example uh basically the idea is that like you know see i'm only a poet like you know i cannot give the poet a, i cannot make the poet the best selling poet okay i uh, i let's do it but what i can do, do is that i can make the book a good book that the poet can be proud of. that has been the goal so whenever like you know i mean every time like i publish a book then the first copy goes to the poet and the poet says oh i'm, I'm so happy to see the book i'm done okay this is this job is done so we don't care about like you know how many copies we sell how much profit we make because do whatever you may try it's not going to be more than like you know 100 150 copies it's like you know it's the 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 ecosystem is not there right now especially somebody like me uh, the small setup it's it's a like lot of the struggle so i don't know i don't decided to why to spend time doing that instead I'm, uh, i can spend time doing something else mm-hmm. instead of making the books and work with the poets make the uh, book better instead of trying to sell it and uh, yes uh, now uh, this witness book that was something else i don't know i mean like i'm still surprised that we could do that you know that was a huge thing 250 poets imagine and that already goes to nabina nabina really worked hard on that and she did it pro bono and then she really took it upon herself and she worked for two years you know contacting all the poets and then getting the poems and then editing and then i just uh, designed it and towards the end it becomes so big that normally what happens is in the anthologies like this you expect see in india uh the ecosystem is different than abroad like in abroad when you publish uh poetry especially in a book you are supposed to give some uh little money as like you know for a poetry so in, in india money is to not there but at least you are expected to give a uh gratis copy send a gratis copy to the contributors so once you're designing the book it becomes like you no know, 250 contributors and some of them are in abroad and sending the book uh, to them printing plus like you know postage cost would go up to a lakh i don't have that kind of money so fa- finally i wrote to the contributors uh, that like you no know, i'm sorry you know be able to give that is copy and uh, i'm i'm grateful to all of my 250 contributors that like, they agreed because uh, you know because the book had like you know the the book itself had value so it is a i would say it is not a red river project but it became a com- community project so everybody sort of like you know chipped in everybody whoever bought the book they bought it themselves and then they spread the word around and the book did well yeah i think i got a copy from shamoita uh, who had a poem i think in that yeah yeah uh, anthology and It's, it's it's actually a kind of a fat uh, book compared to- yeah 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 all thanks to nabina how she like you know managed to like you know get people on board and like you know convince them that this project is important it's true and true nabina's book and i think i think that is what i'm trying to do here like you know it's to be honest it doesn't always work like you know, every every person has their own uh, demands and everything but i'm not a I'm not trying to be a, or what to say, a, a, a professional publisher in a sense. Like you know, 
like everybody else is like you know you send a manuscript like you know decide and then there will be a meeting with uh with the sales teams they will decide whether the book was sold or not and then we'll work on it it's not like that so i want to work with the people that's why like poetry is like safer bed that way and then it's the people that counts more than the book or the the sales uh, results so i'm been lucky that i got really uh, like got to work with some wonderful people i mean starting with madhu in the beginning so madhu was the starting point of red river in a way so when i was like you know the in 2014 i published a book on my own my own collection second collection then i, I thought of like you know doing a, a publishing house but then how to go about it i needed to experiment then madhu is to run poetry couture and like you know he used to read his own poems and i made madhu one day said like you know i need to have a book and then come to my place then we'll work on the book we work on his first book make me some love to it for three months and then we experimented on that mm-hmm. you see that uh you don't focus on the sales but mm-hmm. then how do you make sure that you continue the work because you have putting in your money there and if there is no return how would you keep going it's a good question money is important it's a good, very good question so what we do is earlier i spent some money which i never recovered so after that it, it depends like you know there are some poets that i really want to work with for example hoshang marsen uh you know hoshang marsen has always published it uh, a writer workshop and for that he always has to pay you know as a writer so i thought like in you know, at least when hoshang's case he deserves to be published traditionally without payment but with other people like you know especially younger uh, people i asked them to buy back some copies so we do a calculation like you know see we printing this amount of copies this amount of copy will cost this amount of money so i i want my boys to pay for the printing cost so just like you know see i have a job so i can take care of it so then the printing cost is taken care of the designing and everything i'm doing pro bono and then i have a couple of friends who help me with the editing and fixing the manuscript the but the, the main cost is the printing and the printing cost is taken care of and then i give the uh, royalties and stuff so is it uh one one man uh, show or there are more people who are like involved like employed by you to do these works employed <laughs> no i see unfortunately no see i right now despite like five years back when i started i said like you know i don't want to sell and everything else but now at this point there is kind of a demand for sales or at least marketing and promotion but i have couple of uh, very good friends i'm not naming them right now because then you know for it's that i have published who help me with the editing process sometimes like you know i'm um, uh, not sure because it happens like you know you need somebody else to look at it because if you are the poet is like very uh, biased about like their own work then i get into it then i get biased in some point then i tell like you know, somebody outsider to look at it and give an opinion so and it helps and thankfully i like like you know the, the, the good part is that i have got like you know in the whole process i've got uh, friends who are willing to help me pro bono you know so let's see how it goes but i i think at one point i need to hire somebody but i don't know when that will happen i am planning to okay this is first announcements 
uh, official announcements happening. So we are planning to start a prose imprint because what you sell prose sells. So how do you go do that? I don't have no money. So I I have a friend who is a very good editor based in Pune, and she said that okay, okay, I will take care of the editing. You take care of the rest of the stuff. So now I have to find a printing partner who can help me, like you know, with the printing cost. Because like you know, in the prose you cannot ask for money, especially in the beginning. So it has to be like you not know, traditional. So we are planning to do small pro, uh, prose books, like you know, uh, 100, 120 pages, pocket book kind of novellas. It's called Red River Story. Let's oh, see how it goes. Then experimenting. Uh, earlier when I uh, started, I, there was a so, so sense of activism. Like, okay, I'm doing something for poetry, you know? So nowadays also when people said, okay, you are doing something, I don't see it anymore that way. So I'm doing something that which I like, and thankfully I'm allowed to do that because I, I mean I got like you know a poets who trust in me. So this is between me and the poet. Nobody else says like you know the the vision to change, like you know the vision. Okay, we are doing something of poetry, like you know changing the scene of Indian English poetry. That was there earlier, no? When I started, I mean, no, 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 no. You do a, like you know uh, the the small underground thing. So there's a whole uh, uh, thing to be remain underground so there is a there are uh, people who are saying that okay you've got to go big you've got to like you know your books should be able to, there are so beautiful looking books so you should be able to in all the bookstores but actually at one level like you know, the whole point i'm doing is supposed to be at the some kind of underground movement it should not be so big so it scares me a bit like you know it's like you know if it becomes very big uh so that is another reason so i don't want to Probably not like an interest in hiring more people. So we'll do a small couple of books a year that way. Do you think it will uh, like lose its essence? Because I'm thinking of big publishing houses, like <laughs> multinational publishing houses. <laughs> and like, for instance, I spoke to Ashwini Sukthankar a couple of months back. And uh, Pacing the Mirror is one of the texts that I'm looking at. Yeah, on a chapter on anthology. And... She said to me that, you know, I earlier I was more optimistic about writing as a or a storytelling specifically as something that can bring change. Now, I don't have that same level of optimism, but the way you are describing the process of publishing and also the process of making the anthology witness, it seems that people are like you call called it a community project it seems like people are still very much invested in you know this belief that they can work together and if not bring about change at least tell a story that mm. has uh, that is political and that that is able to do something uh, in relation to the current uh, sort of political uh, hodgepodge that we are in uh, so do you still believe that for anthologies and of course you have edited co-edited rather uh, whistling the dark mm. with raj rao i believe mm. that was long time back but uh, 2009 yeah so yeah. how do you how do you look back or how do you look at anthologies now overall and the ability of anthologies to bring in diverse voices mm. okay see now uh, okay this is a difficult question to answer but okay See, <coughs> there are a couple of, in, in talking about the queer writing, there are two anthologies which are like, you know, real landmark. One was, uh, yeah, Fishing the Mirror, other was Yarana. 
and uh, and like you know strangely both were published by big press penguin uh, uh when i think when uh vk kartika was in penguin i think so anyway so but see what happens now the publishing landscape or the whole reading and writing landscape has changed a lot hmm? so now anthologies like see okay so what happened earlier like you know this was both the books came out before internet pre internet age so there is demand to know more stories there is like you know who are these people like you know those voices are not hard about you know and then there is nothing else there So, uh, uh, so there was the willingness to know, learn about this, uh, like you know, unknown people or unknown voices. Now, with the internet, what's happening is now there is the writers are becoming like you know, uh, like you know, more important that the personality of the author is more important than what the person is saying. So, what happens is like when the new voices come up, they sort of kind of like you know. Uh, Log get lost in that process. So in anthology, uh, <laughs> for example, uh, recently we did an anthology and Samaita is there. Uh, I'm right on them. What was that? Yeah, uh, Brave Hearts came out. I saw the. Ah no, there was somebody put it in their year end list. Yeah. Uh, so that is a fantastic anthology of uh, brand new young young women uh, writers. Their prose, poetry, artworks are brilliant, beautifully done book. But I don't think the book got that much of attention as should have. It got some like you know uh, visibility. Yes, it got a uh, review in uh, the Hindu and all, but not that much visibility at. It could because there are a lot of good stuff in that book, but because the 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 contributors are not that well known as yet, but I'm sure they will be at one point. Yeah. So what's happening with anthologies nowadays? It is becoming a see you are big. The writers are now becoming a brand. So every writer has their own social media, so they uh, push their stuff in social media. So it is not that the the content. that is important but the who has created the content whose name is in the cover yeah it's so sometimes see mean see huh? mean i think see mean ha similarly and uh, rima ahmed uh, rima ahmed yeah yeah it's so called off dry tongues and brave hearts yes it's it's a, it's a black no uh, fantastic book i think i saw a post on facebook asinina uh, that post she posted yesterday or day before that it got a special day before Yeah, yeah, so yeah. ha, was, uh, wrote about it as one of her favorite prints in 2020. So, see, for example, I mean, I'm going to name names now. <laughs> so, I like you talk about uh, mythology. There's a whole thing of genre mythology, mythology literature happening in India, and who is the top of the food chain in there is uh, Devdutt Patnaik. So nowadays it doesn't matter what Devdutt Patnaik writes or don't write, as long as he puts his name there in the cover, it will sell because he has become a brand. Not like what does what stories he is telling, you know. So for example, he uh, did a book couple of years back uh, called uh, Shikhandi and other queer tales from. It's a very badly written book. Yeah. I mean, like he just tells a story, just like you know. Not trying to like you know investigate the meat and like you know uh, what's happening there. He's just telling the retelling the story as it is, and then like you know that's done. No, you investigate, you figure it out. You are supposed to be a mythologist, but it's it's so good, it did well. So it's not the quality of the content that counts; it's the person who is creating the content. 
So it's a, it's a uh, very um, odd space to be. Mm. But then see, <coughs> then see, I mean, like you cannot blame the uh, means, uh, like, you know what I say, like, you know, big presses. I was uh, in between, I was doing a calculation. So if you if you give a uh, publisher if if uh, you are a big publisher and then if you are accepting a manuscript so you have to give a advance even if you give a advance for fifty thousand rupees it's a very bare minimum and then you have to have like you know uh, pay your uh, staff and all these people so one book takes around two to three lakhs of rupees. So he, the publisher has to recover that money and make some profit as well, right? So you have to like, you know, when you are doing a book, you have to consider that how do I recover 3 lakhs of rupees? So when I'm doing a book, I have to recover like, you know, 50,000 rupees, not even that, maybe a little less than that. So for me, like, you know, doing uh, random stuff, which people may not buy or read or interested, it's easy to do. So that gives me freedom to decide what I want to publish. Not like, you know, uh, uh, playing by the market demand. Oh, I should not publish it. Nobody will read. Uh, nobody will buy it on sale. You know, that that helps me. So I, I think uh, personally, I'd like to maintain that freedom to a certain extent, you know. Uh, that's interesting also because I'm thinking of like when you think of big publishing houses, uh, I mean, they kind of came with the economic liberalization. Yeah. Uh, yeah, India yeah. published a lot of very progressive stuff and mm. even continues to do that. But there are also, uh, let's say, not so progressive works like Nandini Krishnan's book, which came mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. three years back, uh, mm. which was called out for being transphobic. Does the onus then only fall on the editor who is picking up uh, stories that need to be told? Uh, or or is it the brand name of the publishing house? I'm just trying to understand the processes because you have also written on big publishing uh, some like... Yeah, yeah. When earlier I used to do that, <laughs> at one point I was very like, no, <laughs> anti-dem, but now I'm no longer anti-big publishing because I understand their logic also. See, what happened in big publishing, I mean, like as far as I know the process, it varies from publisher to publisher. So the manuscript go to the commissioning, the commissioning editor agrees to take up the manuscript. And then they have a big meeting with the sales directors and everybody. And then they decide this is a topic. It's a basic thing, like, no, because nobody's reading the book. Uh, they're reading the uh, synopsis. This is the topic. This is the author. The author has this much of hold in, like, you know, social media and also do we do the book. And, uh, and this much is the cost. You have to give the costing also. Uh, then the uh, salesperson says, okay, I can, like, you know, uh, so this person is in the uh, uh, teaching line. The topic is, uh, like, you know, current, so we can probably sell in the libraries and, like, you know, uh, you know, we can uh, publish some hard copies. Hard copies are good because hard copies, you can price it higher. And then like, you know, if you say more, you get a uh, uh, faster recovery of your investment. So if you can release a hard copy, say uh, 11,000 hard copies, you can sell it and can recover the cost. So that, that happens based on the synopsis. So nobody is reading the, um, reading the actual book. Plus, then they have a big publisher have a, uh, timeline, deadline. So you know, within six months, the book has to be out. Once it's approved, then they have a timeline. They are like, you know, okay, this year we are doing this, this book, this book is coming in, this is February, this book is coming in April. So in two months. 
So within two months, you have to get the book out. So it is like, you know, the, uh, they have some interns or the young people who have just passed out from the universities. They go through the uh, first basic copy or perhaps sometimes they send it to outside editors. The commissioning editor doesn't read the book. I mean, it's not the commissioning editor's job to read the book or like, you know, figure out like, you know, what's not there. So somebody else read the book. And at this point, what happens is mostly copy editing and the textual editing, not the actual content uh, rewriting. So the onus is on the writer nowadays. So I have I have heard that like you know some uh, publisher like you know Ravi Singh takes care of his books like you know he's a very good editor. So but everybody is not like Ravi Singh or Vijay Kartika. So you know and every book cannot be read by them. But the sad part is that I don't know. I mean I don't know what happened to that story about uh, the book you mentioned that transferred the book. The publisher did not uh, attender an apology or anything. No? Yeah, they did not. And then I remember in Jaipur, I think, Lit Fest, there was a panel uh, where I think the editor was part of the panel. Uh, and it's only during the conversation that she actually stated that she is the editor. <clears throat> so it was a little bizarre. I remember Urvashi Butalia, uh, Madhavi Menon and Dhruba Jyoti were also part of it. So Dhruba Jyoti <clears throat> actually sort of read out a letter, I think, by Bittu Karthik. Uh, but that was in 2018, and I don't think it was, like, withdrawn. And I think it, it also, I think that's what I was wondering, like, maybe it's easier for independent press to do, take those decisions because they are more invested. Like, I remember uh, you mentioned academic publishing. There was this book by, um, I, f- I forget her name, but this was a book on Kashmir. And it was called out for being very unethical uh, because the person, the writer, uh, she used that book to get tenure in the U.S. But then the book, uh, she was the daughter of, I guess, uh, someone who was involved in the very decision-making processes in Kashmir, somewhat higher up in the military. Mm-hmm. So those things were not shared with the interviewees. And Yoda Press, which, uh, you know, was supposed to take out. So Duke was doing the Indian, uh, sorry, the international version, Duke University Press. And Yoda Press was doing the Indian version. So Yoda actually uh, withdrew. Okay. Um, at the last wow. moment, after ah, see Yoda, yeah. So Yoda uh, can do that because, like, she's very invested in the, all the book that uh, uh, Arpita does is doing some brilliant work, and then they have some uh, published some queer books also. Uh, so I mean, yeah. So that's there, like you know, because for her again, it is not a money making thing. Like, okay, I'll publish, then I'll make some money. It is focuses on the book, the quality of the book, then like you know the market decisions, what happens. Also, it's it's a very the odd situation. Like you know, it's like if you look at it, like you know, the whole the the, the queer movement and like you know in India, like you know, uh, but there is not a like you know not a like serious uh, range of queer writing being published, right? Like you know, if you look at like you know, uh, try to uh, make a list of books, it's 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 like so. Okay, tell me, you tell me. First of all, what do you think about the whole the queer scenario in India? Well, I, that's pretty much my dissertation. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a very splintered kind of an existence. So there is like you know, every town has uh, uh, fifteen groups, and every, you know, and people are part of this group, but nobody is like you know, yeah. And then there's nothing like you know. 
how do you say it? See, I mean, what is it like in, in the US, for example, there's something like, you know, definitely queer. Okay, this is a queer thing and there are queer bookstores, there are queer books coming out, there are queer presses, you know? So visibility-wise, there's nothing. So, for example, in India, uh, Shobna Kumar tried to do that. She's still struggling after so many years. Uh, when it was like, you know, I think 2012, 2011, 2012, he did this, uh, like, she published this anthology of queer uh, short stories. You have seen the book? It's called Out. It was yeah. edited, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. edited by um, Minal Hazratwala. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very good book. I mean, like, I thought, like, okay, this should be starting point. Then you can, like, you know, build up a, a library of queer books. But nothing happened after that. Very few books came out. And then other people are taking over. Mm-hmm. See, there is this uh, writer who is based in some uh, big fancy college in <coughs> Delhi. So, Tomita's friend. Oh, I think, <laughs> I, know. I think I know who you're referring to. Yeah. First, he's a straight man. First, he wrote a novel about, like, you know, gay experience. <laughs> and then he wrote a novel about, the, like, you know, lesbian experience. And nobody's calling him out. Nobody's calling him out. I mean, like, okay, fine, it's a great book and everything. But when you're saying the great book, you should also question it. But, however, it is written by a straight man. So how the experience, like, you know, resulted that? What happens in that, like, you know, inference? Because that's a basic question now, like when people, see, this is the whole thing about uh, the uh, the identity politics, right? So when people can write their own stories, why we need somebody else to write our stories? And like, no, okay, you are allowed to write, then we should be able to question that. I'm not saying that it's a wrong thing or a bad thing, but you should be called out to do that. Like, there should be, like, you know. When the review happens, the provisional, okay, it's a good book, but it is written from the point of view of a straight man. Now imagine if the if the, if the uh, a gay man has written that gay novel, things might have been different. If the lesbian women have written that novel, it would have been different. So you should ask that question. Nobody asking that. Everyone going gaga about it. So because this, the sense of the criticism from the queer perspective is not there. Yeah, actually, I haven't read his books yet, <laughs> so maybe I'll write a review and I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, no, we have, we should do that. No, it's it's like it's a very uh, the first book. It's a very emotionally written book. I mean, oh, yeah. he touches his like you know thigh, and there is the electricity sensation, and like you know there, every nothing happens. Everything is like you know feelings, like a lot of like you know J.S. Lawrence kind of feeling. The writing is fantastic, but I'm questioning the the, the politics of it. Yeah, you have to you have to do that. Uh, so uh, those kind of things. No, I think it's also true of largely Bollywood, and it's actually I'm writing one chapter right now on Majama, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just it's very interesting. I'm not dismissing the fact that of course anybody can play any roles, but it's also mm-hmm. about who cannot play what role. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, something that's bothering me about this proliferation of queer, uh, not just, and I won't say queer, largely it's LGB uh, mm-hmm. and the T comes and goes. It's mm-hmm. this thing. And it's usually, whenever the T comes in, it's usually transphobic or not enough research done. But by contrast, I have seen very sensitive work that has come up, 
you know, when it, when it came to the representation of gay lesbian in Bollywood, like in the recent uh, streaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's happening. Which is a good thing. But then which uh, is a good thing. I, in terms of the, and not just when I'm not referring to just the actors, I'm referring to the entire mm-hmm, making, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, process. Like, you know, where is this coming from? Who gets the visibility out mm-hmm. of it? Like you're referring to, you know, the author in question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he might be getting the visibility out of that. And one of the reasons why I came to know about his uh, book was because of the cover. I was like, wow, that's a lovely cover. It's so seductive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a brilliant cover. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pervasive. Uh, it's no. pervasive. And yeah. It's just, I guess, it's also about maybe people who don't want to write stories which are, or, you know, like so obvious that these are two gay men who are, like there is something which goes beyond, uh, you know, that, you know, which which I really appreciate about some of the poems of either merchant though merchant can say a lot of things which you won't agree with but then i really like his poetry or for that matter even uh, poetry of other others like uh, shahid ali mm. who never came out in india but then that is not really my call to make uh, in any case uh, and there's a whole controversy about yeah yeah uh, being part of yarana at least the first edition no my yeah he was not a part of our yarana and he was not a part of this book also no that uh, akil katyal did uh, recently akil katyal and aditi uh, aditi what's her name aditi angiras yeah so they published this volume no okay, they added volume. people who are no longer like posthumous who are not no longer there like did no they wanted to add uh, uh, yeah but uh, no uh, but apparently their uh, estate did not allow it because it was a gay book queer book so that's, that's it's like the family is kind of like you know hiding it but then the yarana the south asian version has uh, shahid ali's work mm. the country without uh, my the country without the post office i think it's part of yarana the 2009 edition but it's not there in the indian version No but I also find that was a very interesting like I read it very differently I thought okay this is a Kashmiri uh, person who doesn't want to be seen as an Indian you know so my reading is very different from Akhil's reading and I I hope to write about this in my dissertation that why not we read it slightly differently uh, but I don't know Maybe. also also the whole irony of it like you know a gay man is now become the uh, the national poet of kashmir like you know in kashmir everybody loves him like you know he is like you know put up in the pedestal in kashmir but nobody will talk about his queerness you know but it's it's a uh, ironic in a way so then raj rao we should talk about raj rao Oh yeah yeah i was i that was my original <laughs> question about how whistling in the dark happened So basically it it uh, started simple one day uh, one uh, commissioning editor from uh, says visited uh, Rajiv's office I was there so then like you know she started everything then we sort of like you know riff on it okay we can do this we have you know uh, enough people who are queer and then a series of interviews and then it started from there and then the, raj is a very like you know fast worker like you know he like you know he plans everything so he's uh, immediately put away his uh, pen and paper and put down a list of uh, poets he want to like to people he want to talk to and then it started from there but it is raj's book not my book so i should like you know clarify because it was his reason 
and then see what happened like you know now it's a good thing bad thing both but like you know at some level it would have been like you know uncomfortable for me how Raj went about it so he was more probing and sometimes what happened like you know the person who was uh, interviewing was not willing to like you know uh, say everything so you know then he uh, was keep probing and going on it like you know like a uh, psychoanalyst and sometimes there may have been some embellishment as also to highlight the situation so i was very uh, like you know when i did the interview like you know a couple of interviews i did that most most raj did and that i was with him like you know but he asked the questions and everything else a couple of them, when the when the question that i did individually they were little lame in the <laughs> you did the book there was some lame interviews that are by me but the ones that raj did was very but then like i don't like you know how ethical is it i don't know i mean like you know so but nobody has complained everybody is okay with that we showed the book uh, to the people and half of them are like you know couple of them are pseudonym but most of them are come with a real name also so that was also the the whole context was different i think you know uh, now raj has been uh, telling me that he wants to do a like you know, new version i said like you know please go ahead you can do that because the context are very different so print and it's like all the internet was there but the very nascent is pre facebook age i remember like you know one of the persons that i uh, interviewed there so i met him in orkut then we became very good friends he is in delhi i was in pune but this was before <laughs> facebook came in you know but after internet after facebook and after all those sites you know when i mean the sites so the whole thing the whole thing has changed completely mm-hmm. now we don't need physical uh, community earlier there were every city would have a group and people would visit uh, there and people would come very uh, shyly very uh, apprehensively for the first time and try to like you know whether it is me to to like you know find somebody to talk to but nowadays like you know if you like you know figure out and it's it's a very odd situation happening in our right right now i mean uh, recently a couple of years two years back i met some um, um, young boy from assam so he lives in a small town he grew up in small town he went to college in a small town and then like you know okay so do you, i asked do you have a boyfriend yeah yeah i mean college i had a boyfriend I said, like, I'm really surprised, <laughs> like, you know, in the small town, there's the awareness and, like, you know, and then, like, you know, there is no sense of guilt anymore, which is a very big relief. I sometimes jealous of them. So in our case, like, I'm old, old, old. Uh, so there's a whole, the, uh, the process of coming out was just figuring it out. There's a sense of guilt, there's a sense of struggle, and then acceptance. and nowadays the young boys the it's immediately acceptance okay i'm like this and i'm okay with that and there are other people that can like you know uh do whatever which is a plus point in a way but i don't know i mean like you know so in that case what happening is that the sense of community which i means um, most the sense of community is lost you know so there was supposed to be like you know uh, the whole idea of query people like you know see i did i did my uh, mpl dissertation on the idea of uh, two idea the, uh, one is based on uh, jonathan dolimore's book about perversion and one is like he said his book on closet and coming out 
So I took these two ideas and tried to uh, implement in the Indian context and see how it works, see how does it work. Because in the Indian context is very different. So like, you know, I also struggle, like, you know, you cannot um, implement the American, uh, the, the whole movement or the ideology or the lifestyle to Indian context as it is, because then the whole history of acceptance or the history of the the where is different here. But what's happening now is that like, you know, we are forgetting all these things. We are like, you know, uh, just post-90s, let's say post-90s, we're just like, you know, ignoring the past. We are just like, you know, following the American model as is. So now there are uh, people like, you know, if you look at the gay fight movement, they are talking about like, you know, marriage rights in India. But we are realizing the complications involved because it is not yet like you know completely legal. It is like tried under the but uh, the the act is not gone yet, right? So there are there are a lot of legal process to involve because marriage rights become like you know illegal in India. India, but there's no okay, care, you know. But it's happening also. I've seen like people like you know without a legal sanction, like you know the people are getting. You know, like, you know, getting married in India also because the families are agree and they're living together. But here what's happening is like, you know, you are doing your thing in your bedroom, but outside it, you are like any other person. You are like equally heteronormative. So that's why I kind of like this movie, uh, although I had a lot of problems. That Rajkumar Rao movie, I I fancy Rasmaro. That's like oh, the one where he gets married to this lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two takes that like you know that. Uh, but uh, I know, know, I think no. But I, but I hope, but I hope. So the two things that like you know I supports my argument is that like last May they accept that okay you're gay and she's lesbian, but you need to maintain the family. Because family is more important than like, you know, your whatever you do. So you may have a girlfriend or you may have a boyfriend along with you, but you have to maintain a family. That is the key uh, uh, teaching of the movie. And the second thing, if you notice, in Despite, there is a lot of uh, growth happened with the hero, but he remains a patriarchal man. In the whole process, he may be a gay man, but in the whole process, in the whole marriage and towards the end also, he remains a patriarchal man. The movie rewards him for a uh, like you know for a patriarchal man and gives him a heteronormative shield to sustain and survive. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's what I liked about both Badhaido and uh, Majrama is that they did not show this very rosy image of yeah acceptance. Like even Majrama is critical not only of the son but also of the daughter who wants to impose. A certain idea of who a lesbian is on the mother figure, but the mother wants mm-hmm. to take her time, and then also asking in towards the end, like, oh, who is a lesbian? Can you define that for me? When Madhuri's character asks that to the, mm-hmm. the uh, some he I forgot his uh, name, uh, mm-hmm. and then he says, "Have you had ever had sex with a woman?" You know, so like those are the things I think which sort of Indianizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the experience but uh, going back to Whistling in the Dark had the book been published now maybe it would have received uh, uh, you know a lot of flake but I'm, I'm assuming that given the time it was written the the aim was very different and uh, the ethics were not exactly something that he was concerned about but what really I found fascinating about the book was that how it had a lot of international voices mm. which I usually don't uh, which I didn't expect actually 
in mm. an anthology published in India. Also, Sage sounds like a very academic, you know, press. It's a surprise that the book exists. That is there, you know, within that uh, circumstances. Uh, but like Sage was very open to the idea that way. We have to say that they never uh, interfered. Uh, because Raj's next book was also from Sage, right? He has written another book from Sage, which came two, three years back. And there also it's a very different different kind of a narrative, like you know, not academic at all. Uh, but say sort of agreed. Uh, he says that he does it deliberately to a certain sense. Shock is a part of his writing, so that's why he there are a lot of references to difficult matter. There are a lot of references to like you know very uh, unsexy sex, like you know sex acts which are very like you know gross. Those kind of things. But at least you have to say that he is consistently writing about Indian queer experiences because his characters again like you know are uh, are lower middle class but he's trying to do that but what happens here now what is my observation is like uh, <clears throat> in other writings there are uh, been queer writing but then he's always talking about one particular community one particular class there is no uh, see the whole idea of big queer that's what Raj said okay sometimes like you know, I do not like you know follow all his philosophy, but then he has been my teacher for a long time, so the sort of certain certain thing has become ingrained. Uh, so the whole idea of uh, being queer is to break away from the norm, so break away from the class, caste, religion, division. Hmm? So, but then if you look at the, the the queer experiences in India right now, it's again like you know it's what I spoke about earlier. It's again like uh, the uh, the caste based, class based. You are not. We are not able to break that. So uh, you know. So so and nobody is uh, trying to do that. And then the whole uh, queer rights movements in India is dead, right? Right. What do you think? It's there. I mean, for me, it's there. Nothing is happening. I mean, like you know, you organize a uh, uh, pride march once in a year, and that's it. Nothing else. Earlier, at least, like you know, a pre-internet era, like you know, we were organizing some meeting. They would be showing some movies. Now everything is available. Like you know, we have to do uh, every, every individual has to do their own individual. So there are like you know some group. I think in South India there are some group. in Kolkata some groups are there still, uh, but it's sort of like you know very limited, and everybody is like you no. Know, then though, I say national coming together, nothing is happening because everybody is happy in their own little space because they are able to do whatever they want to do because. No, the uh, the the whole idea of being gay that you want to have sex with somebody, some other person. Now you can do it easily. So you don't need a community because you are getting your sexual partner off your phone. After that, you can go and hang out with your friends, with your straight, and they don't mind you being gay as long as you don't bring your partner along. Or if you bring a partner along, you should be of the same class so that they can talk to them. So if you are English speaking guy, so your partner should be English speaking. So they are, and if you have a spending power and he has a spending power, it's okay. Then they will hang out. And then nobody will ask you a question like, you know, different. And then you can go home and then have sex. But that's not the idea of being gay, was it? At, at when it started. So I, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying in a roundabout way, I miss the loss of community in the whole yeah. world. I, I think the community also has shifted like a little bit. Uh, like you said, I think earlier splintered. But I think it's mm. also constantly shifting. Like there are definitely inter-class and inter-caste mm. relationships. Mm. 
but that doesn't necessarily lead to like it's not what i'm trying to say is not a solution as such and i think this comes up in raj rao's uh, boyfriend also samaxton and maybe others who are talking about that but i think these questions are approached very differently by different people and communities like for instance you have the now you have the queer hindu alliance or something that is run by someone in bombay uh but then it works very differently if you think of let's say a uh, uh, dalit queer project uh, uh, you know where uh, you those intersections are very different i i know that is what i'm saying so you know you, you still that's i know i'm talking about in a very utopian sense yeah that's what i'm saying so you're still sticking to those like you know the heteronormative ideas the hindu and dalit and you know for dalit is like you know understand like you know it is something the identity is important but and also the acceptance you know but like you know a, a hindu queer accepted dalit queer as a queer guy without the dalit part probably not i don't know so uh, why cannot they come together that was my question so i guess also maybe because queer is a term uh, i mean it's accessible to some people it's not accessible to others so a lot of people don't use that term some people use gay instead of yeah but yeah. others might use just you know koti or uh, yeah that is that yeah that is there so i mean i i guess like very like the very fact that even terms are not you know yeah. you don't have like one term across it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing but i agree with you with regard to the community uh but uh, although i do think people still are coming together especially because uh, like during covid and now of mm-hmm. course people are looking to reconnect and i think that's been one of the reasons why people are people want more community events mm-hmm. but again who can go to these events are again decided by class yeah class. yeah but yeah. people are, and and to some extent also race and ethnicity or region yeah. because where these events region are, region also uh And, and again like you know yeah language and, and language <laughs> of course language. and language of course and and it's not i'm not saying there's one solution like for instance yeah. even even though a lot of people here uh, are having conversations in bengali so that mm. you know people, the local people can understand but then bengali is not something which like there is a certain way of all speaking in bengali which is class based in kolkata yeah so yeah. the the accents are different like uh, like i am uh, i am my parents are silheti so i understand silheti some of my friends they don't understand silheti and that is kind of amusing to me because i thought okay it's not that difficult to understand so similarly like when people come from kuchbihar sometimes they complain that they're not getting invited to kolkata events or for that matter people who stay outside kolkata you know everything yeah, is so yeah, yeah. centric you know so i guess so i guess the the entire the, the problem then becomes about making those communities happen and sustaining them so that is not mm-hmm. a one off like you were saying it's not a one off mm-hmm. right thing matlab mm-hmm. you know around pride you have so many events but nothing yeah. happens uh, the rest of the year which yeah is, yeah which is a, a problem and also and, kind of yeah. all inclusive kind of a thing you know that is what but yeah it's also difficult because so what hamsagar uh, trust was doing i mean they are getting money because of the aid so they could do a lot of stuff nowadays i think like they have also stopped the activity wise there so so with uh, the something was happening because uh, this uh, guy uh, shiram raghavachan uh, kashish 
the film festival it is still running i hope that they continue so they yeah, know those kind of activities there were some activities happening on and off i'm not saying it's not the film festivals i think like in kolkata the dialogues for mm. festivals mm. is also <laughs> going strong mm-hmm. so those things are happening i guess wherever you have capital like you know yeah yeah that's what capital is another thing and now i see that's what like what happened is during the aids uh, height of aids stage so there were a lot of funding was coming from abroad but now i don't i think like i'm, I'm not sure with the funding matter stop because like you know nobody talking about aids anymore which is also like another interesting thing like nobody talking about aids anymore but it's still there it's happening you know so but then the whole activism surrounding it is like a stop kind of oh because nobody goes to parks anymore <laughs> <laughs> No I think people do I mean I have been to the the couple of parks in Delhi and I haven't had like luck uh, as such but uh, but I think uh, in India because the drugs are relatively cheaper I think that's taking care of it uh, although but then I think some parts continue to be affected uh, in India uh, in particular and then covid happened so like there was so much yeah. raising around yeah. covid yeah uh, that took a lot of you know but I, i'm not saying it's either or uh, because i think hiv like recently I, i was at a panel in jadavpur and i think this is member from uh, shambhavona which is a trans led uh, collective and uh, one of the members stated that at least when there was the aids pandemic you could go out you know uh, you could still if you if you are hiv positive you could yeah you could not meet people like talk to them but with covid you couldn't do that yeah uh, sex workers could at least you know still earn in some way but uh, they couldn't during covid so it adversely affected mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, trans mm-hmm. communities in particular uh, so yeah i don't know uh, but yeah i since we are almost like i think it's been an hour so i wanted to ask you this last question how does queerness impact your own poetry and writing okay so i've been so open about like talk about like kind of open and then like you know my mother is in the that side and i'm not out to my family in the around so many world i told them that i'm getting married uh they will ask questions like no why not like, like my marriage is too much of a hassle so i don't like you know i i have not seen a happy marriage in my life yet so you no know, to start to it but you know, that's not the reason but i'm going to tell her because she will get it at some point but then the whole process i don't want to go through it my father passed there two year, two years back so that way so uh, i mean so i cannot be direct in like you know earlier i was not direct but now it is i'm trying um, um, like you know taking again raj rao's road raj rao said told me that he never came out to his family but his so, uh, writing so showed that like you know so that kind of so now i'm um, i don't know i mean i i try to not in poetry as much but there are there are some poems like you know see what what, what happens it's it's like inevitable so when i'm writing love poems it's always about somebody he in not ever see i cannot do that like you know that would be uh pathetic but then it's not like you know my poems are not uh, still in the traditional mode it's like you know love poem missing somebody and like you no know, it would be he he personal uh so i was i actually have <laughs> written a um, short story collection queer short story collection which i hope 
somebody published some poems uh, some stories are published here and there in out there's a story in out because i quite like the story uh i wanted to write like because see the, the whole thing about like whenever i was reading about uh gay writing my approach to uh, stories square stories is from the grassroots so i don't want to write about uh, coming out process of a uh, middle class or upper middle class person who has access to the thing i want to talk about like you know the people guys in the village how they like you know approach the situation i want to talk about like you know uh, what happened how they negotiated like you know because the whole issues of marriage and like you know other things in the complicated and then how do <laughs> another thing i am so interested in how do you negotiate like intergenerational revelation so there is a story so i like the story story goes like that there was a, like you know two boys in uh, delhi a hostel they fell in love with each other they like you know they like each other so they want to do something go abroad and like you know live there because you cannot do it in india then one guy is uh, parents fell ill so he was forced to marry so in lane half the other guy left so he comes back after 22 years because there is a reunion in the college and there he meets some, some random guy who shows interest in him he's about to like you know go down with him like you know then he realized that this guy is his ex boyfriend's son so how he's negotiating it and then he meets the ex boyfriend and then how he would be negotiating it i think i said that's a fantastic like plot so those kind of thing uh, i'm interested in basically under the in you know minor stories then the like you know uh, art shattering like you know and composition the problem with indian writing right now is that everything has to be like you know uh, all and composition everything has to comment on something have you noticed it like you know if you like the great indian novel the novel that uh, like literary presses would like like uh, award would be given it has to be talking about india the concept of india not the story itself like you know what india means so i'm not interested in that because that's a big topic and i'm not like you know qualified for that no no but individual stories how it affects how being queer affects you within the context of your uh, current like you know socio political life because there are a lot of uh, issues trauma still there though see there is a there, it's a very now it's a very ripe situation there is the availability nobody is talking about the availability of gay sex in india in twitter no one up to twitter like you know <laughs> you go to twitter like you know do some uh, curated phrases and you'll get like you know, lots of lots of profiles and they're doing everything so i i'm like what makes this person so confident that he can like you know everything like you know face and everything like you know it's not like there's no hiding anything so that is like you know those kind of things and what happens in and there are older men also i'm sure they are not out they are not living a queer life what happens to their families because i mean really interested in the family dynamic how it affects because like you know uh, this is a story that uh, when like you know the man lies with his things outside how it affects his family how it affects wife his children his whole uh, you know his family unit because that's something it's his responsibility as well so those kind of i mean kind of interested in which i don't think much has been written about it i think sandeep roy's uh, last novel perhaps uh, addressed some of that like you know i believe i forgot the title uh, because i interviewed uh, sandeep um, 
don't let him know yeah yeah let him know where it's very subtle like it's very subtle uh it's not like that's not the central sort of mm-hmm. but it's it's there but yeah it's exciting to see that you are also looking at twitter for you know possible stories um, yeah No, because see, like you know, I mean, I'm interested. Like you know, see, it's a very odd situation. I mean, like you know, see, my uh, thesis, um, uh, thesis was on like you know, because um, I took a Western theory, so I read Western uh, like you know literature, the context of that, and then tried to apply it to Indian writing. But there are very few, so I took some poems from Yarana and uh, uh, some poems from uh, there is a. Book called Blue Lotus or something. Sandeep edited one book from Nina, Blue Lotus or something like that. Lotus of another color. A lotus of another color. There are some poems. Uh, I took some poems basically and tried to apply to that. But then, I, so what happened is the whole uh, the urgency or the context of uh, Western we're writing right now is a very different thing. It's like you know the the family dynamics is like you know uh, is is about the two persons creating a family unit. Now that is the focus on the queer drama. But here we are still struggling with the like you know the the monolithic like you know heteronormative family because we have not able to come out of that. So there are a lot of to be discussed. The like you know what the process, what happens in that process. Uh, I'm also interested in which is like you know. Uh, discussing what happened to our earlier generation, which what they did, because like you know, now we are seeing a lot of gay men around because they are opportunities they can come out. So if you use the number, so that means like equal number of gay men were there in earlier generation, say in the like in fifties, in the forties. You have to understand that like you know, forties and fifties uh, and twenties, they're also like you no, know, the artists are there. They were man. Uh, what did they do? Because see, in the Western culture, what I like, you know, there are some written histories. You know, we can like, you know, figure it out. Like, you know, from the time of Oscar Wilde, even before that, there was a system. There was like, you know, but in India, we don't have the histories of that. So you have to like, you know, so uh, fictionalize it. You have to recreate those histories. I'm sure there was something. I sure, like, you know, people find a way. Yeah, I mean, there are of course legal. So some of the like Anjali Arundhati and all that, those legal yeah uh, histories yeah. or Rudvanita Salikhita's book. Yeah, story. Because you don't have the history of it. Actually, this happened. There's a space like you know. Uh, there's no written uh, uh, document. See, for example, in uh, Nirala has a novel. Uh, a novel, nay, like you know, uh, autobiographies are like you know, Uli Khan, which is like you know. Uh, which is translated into English as the Western Life. So there is a reference to this guy who is like very well dressed Muslim guy who is interested in Nirala, uh, but it's a very vague, very like you know, very veiled references. And then he marries some like you know, low-born women, and then he dies and so on. So, but there is a whole interest like you know, he is interested in Nirala. But it is not mentioned. I mean, I, 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 now I am questioning like you know, did Nirala? self-censored himself not to say actually what went down you know those kind of there's no stories i mean like you know see for example there are stories from outside like you know uh uh foster wrote a uh, lovely piece about his fascination with his barber when he was in baroda but i think nothing came out of that but like you know it's like you know but what local guys did you know references yeah there is a bit in the recti poetry uh, Uh, yeah, 
yeah but but i guess also some of the 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 quote unquote western sort of the written uh, histories or the you know even in terms of fiction or non fiction is also very wide so what i've seen especially with regard to black uh, if you're if you're thinking of male gay sort of mm. representation mm. a lot of people have tried to assemble an archive for themselves mm. through uh, at the transmedia or yeah. filmmaking like experimental documentaries uh, like tongues untied like marley yeah. is works yeah. so which i find very fascinating uh, yeah. the entire process of creating art when i like the other movie uh looking for langston that's a oh yeah 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 this is like sexy each frame is beautiful yeah yeah and so no that is why so we, we don't have that like you know there's no archive for anything unfortunately uh though i mean my point is that there a lot to be done in you know, the whole lgbtq uh, movement in india separately together that is another decision but the whole like you know alternative uh, or like you know movement that thing is like you know concrete yet everything is in a flux right now that is what i believe but um, i hope that thing will change yeah they are changing i think like, i mean uh, i have a hope from the younger generation like you know from the millennials or like you know post 90s generation actually because they are more confident and then they have things to say they are like you know though sometimes like they can be very historical but they have like you know thing to say but i i wish like they would be you know they i i'm hoping that they will learn the historical context by and by but they are um, there are people who are very vocal about that and you know but i find them little historical in there i don't you know it's kind of funny i'm thinking like i'm actually looking increasingly like forward to more older generations like you know people who have been there part of the movement and now they're trying to archive well, this vartha trust of course uh, mm. which pavandhal runs and then there is uh, Sapo for quality, the archives that they have, all the older uh, sort of uh, books in Bengali by uh, Niloy Boshu and other who wrote about uh, Hijra, particularly Hijra people. So I'm mm-hmm. increasingly like looking up to these and, and maybe different ways of thinking about the archive, like mm-hmm. not necessarily always written. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. maybe through performance, and so I'm sure it's there. Um, but yeah one can all, always hope uh, any last thoughts ah no i mean you didn't ask me about my uh, publishing queer poetry yeah that's what i was okay. hoping you will i thought you will say it because i thought maybe i'm forcing you to no 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 like see i will like you know i'm because there's a, i have a i have a uh, case study that's so there is this young guy from pune so he uh, came with me his book uh, it was a brilliant poem he's like you know he is going through a uh, transitional time like you know uh not physical but like you know emotionally at least uh the beginning to realize uh, his transition level <coughs> so he gave me a, a book uh, so which uh, i edited it i called it masculinity digs a grave over your body it's a very powerful title and then we decided to like you no know, when the book was happening so we decided to use his real name and the last moment when the final like you know uh, pdf is ready and so oh, 
I don't want to put my name. What if my parents come to know about it? And so I said, okay, because like you know, it's really important to identify, uh, protect the identity. So we gave a um, pseudonym, Soz. Soz apparently means burning in Persian. The book is fantastic, but did not do well because you know, did not. Uh, uh, pick it up because of the pseudonym, first of all, and then we could not promote it because the author could not promote it much because, like, you know, he thought, like, you know, uh, if he does it, like, you know, then it will out him. Uh, so that is one uh, situation is happening right now, the book of poetry. After that, I'm not, after that I did uh, Hoshang Martian because I wanted to do Hoshang Martian because, like, you know, it's, it's a kind of paying respect to him. Uh, then I'm doing Raj Rao's latest book. Uh, I'm, I hope that the book doesn't become very big because the, you know, the authority should not read it. That's <laughs> poetry. Uh, That's poetry. Uh, okay. Yeah, the uh, latest poetry book. And there's a poetry plus one short story. So then I'm doing one Australian poets uh, book, uh, the queer poet from Australia. Something, I've got a name. So, so far... That is because I have not, oh, no, I'm doing one like you know, next year I'm doing one. So there's this guy called Vikram something from Norway. So I'm, uh, I think I know, I think I know who you're referring to. Huh. So he has a press called some Mohini press or something. So I'm doing his book next year. So I'm open to like you know, talking about uh, queer poetry. I'm like, I'm really interested in doing that uh, because. Uh, there will be other pieces who not like you know level it as a good poetry. So I'm, I don't mind leveling it also. It's uh, perfectly all right. Uh, I think that's it so far. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading more poetry in general because earlier I would be really intimidated by some works because I wouldn't understand, and I thought, okay, maybe I'm not smart enough to understand, so let me not even try. Mm. And then I would move to novel and later, of course, nonfiction. But I'm increasingly reading more poetry and just trying not to think too much about what it means, but rather what it means to me rather than what yeah, the yeah, yeah. poet wanted to convey. But that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start eh? and then see well, that's why I tell people about reading poetry so you read like you know try to understand like you know you keep reading in 15-20 poems suddenly one poem will click to you click for you and then find the author who is written it and then try to read him then then he would be a that way you know all poems will not work for all people you know so you carry on so that way and thank you so much Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.